0: Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 334 on Tuesday the 9th of June 2020. Hello, I'm Alan.
1: Hello, I'm Andrew. And in a week where Alan is delighted to hear that a right-hand drive Chevrolet will be available again soon, we'll be asking how did so many cars actually get registered in May? We also talk about how the WRC is in real danger of not happening at all for the rest of the year, and we amble about some museums from the comfort of our own seats. But first, we shall go straight into the
0: new news, Alan. Yes, no follow-up this week. Uh, So new car sale uh, new car registration why did you leave sales in there when you put this in i just read the t- read the card i'm sorry
1: this is smmt's own text
0: everyone uh, yes uh new car registrations down 89% year on year for may uh with uh 20,247 registered as opposed to 183,700 and 24, uh, for May 2019. And I don't know about everyone else, but I'm thinking, gosh, that's a lot of cars that have been registered.
1: Yes, considering there was a massive demand for showrooms to open, an awful lot has happened virtually here.
0: <laughs> yes, we'll, well, we'll see that when we look at the um, the, the spreadsheet of Doom in a, in a little while. Uh, Year to date, by the way, uh, we're just under half of the number of vehicles uh that have been registered by uh, this point at well, this point i mean the end of may uh in 2019 it was uh forty five uh, almost 46,000 and it's been uh 508,125 vehicles registered mm-hmm. this year uh, yes as always the significant uh, significant increase in battery electric vehicles despite the tiny numbers uh they're up 21.5 percent in fact possibly because of the tiny numbers yeah. they're up uh 21.5 percent so let's look at the best s- registers as
1: oh you nearly did it again
0: <laughs> <It's> twice <laughs> i don't normally read that line that's why quick run up through the top 10 Uh, in at number 10 with 290 registered is the Mercedes-Benz E-Class number nine is the Ford Cougar with 303 you can tell these are all going to be pretty squashed together uh the GLC GLC class is at number eight the one series is at number seven the XC40 at number six uh, with 464. Just pipping over the 500 is the Ford Focus at number five, Mercedes Benz A Class at number four. A bit of a jump from 552 to 760 for the Ford Fiesta in at number three. The Vauxhall Corsa is only 30 ahead with 790. And then with 852 vehicles registered, it's the Tesla Model 3. Mm hmm. Hence the uh, increase in percentage uh, in battery electric vehicles. Yep. There, uh, year to date, it still goes Fiesta, Golf, Focus. Uh, but you can see that, that that quite a lot of quite a few normally popular brands weren't in the top ten. There, he says, yeah. sidestepping the word sellers as often as he possibly can. So you were you were telling me earlier, because I, I opened up the spreadsheet of Doom and a things were orange not green and pink, and I couldn't work out what your logic was here. So do you want to okay. just let me, share let me just
1: quickly quickly go through the green because there is one green. As hmm. other imports is up two hundred and uh, nearly two hundred and twenty five percent to uh, one thousand and thirty nine other imports of which the eight hundred and whatever it was is the Model Three. Yeah. yeah, in there so that's great news for electric uh, electric vehicles that they have still they're still caught the imagination and they are beginning to come through it's not in the numbers we need but yeah it's still good to see that people are interested in them
0: great news for easily delivered vehicles that have been more, that have been ordered months and months ago and where there's no dealership network yes i think that's actually what you said there wasn't it
1: that's exactly what I said.
0: Okay, let's good.
1: Right, so this month I have painted a few rows orange, and these are the brands that have managed to register over a thousand vehicles each, which is impressive. I mean, I, I was being a bit sarcastic uh, earlier, but it is still impressive. So, Volvo, Volkswagen, Vauxhall, Peugeot. Mercedes Benz, Kia, Ford, BMW, and Audi have all registered at least over a thousand.
0: I've I've had a thought as to why this is. Go on then. I think if you look at those, a lot of those are fleet vehicles, so they're coming out via lease companies,
1: as but... opposed
0: as opposed to via a dealership. So these are the ones where you see the lease. But it did say in the bottom.
1: blurb from SMMT the private was the highest. I'm sure that that's what the
0: uh, it was you're right twelve thousand nine hundred sixty63 point seven percent of the market yeah yeah while
1: 6638 did go to fleets as well so there's a there's a mix of the two so there's obviously People working from home and being able to do something limited to get the vehicles registered. Mm-hmm. This doesn't necessarily mean someone's actually got them on their drive, but they are registered, isn't it? Well,
0: yes, that's also true. But some of these manufacturers have put in sort of click and collect type type yep. setups. So yep. I know Peugeot did, definitely. So that's probably a factor as well.
1: Yeah, so it's it's impressive how quickly, even though these are very small numbers, but it is impressive how quickly... Sites manufacturers have been able to pivot to get to enable some sort of movement mm-hmm. to happen on this front.
0: I I got a couple of emails from CarWow earlier this week. Not oh. press releases, just emails because I have gone and nosy to see if you can get how cheaply you can get cars for using them uh, in the past, and and they were explaining exactly how it's working. That their contacts are there, that they can still put you know do the whole you buy through them and then they they deal with the dealership yeah. and all of that was still, was still in place. So, um, so yeah, there, there does seem to be movement there. If, if I believe you, it looks like if you want a car, you can get a car right at the minute. Certainly in England, sure, I'm not so sure about Wales and Scotland, but I think that even then you can, you can do it over the phone. I know the, uh, the dealership I use in Perth is saying, you, I think you can visit now, but it was definitely before it was like, do it over the phone, we'll video the cars from every angle, we'll send you the videos for used cars specifically mm-hmm. uh, and then you can get in touch. So they were trying to do the whole, you know, we can do this all hands-free until yeah. the very last second.
1: I'm going to move us on now and it is the news that Jaguar Land Rover has confirmed that the Castle Bromwich plant is going to stay shut until August the 10th. Now, that's the place that produces the Jaguar XE XF and the F-Type sports car it's also going to be the site for the electric xj saloon which is mm-hmm. due to be launched later this year and jlr have confirmed that they will and this is a quote progressively recommence from the 10th of august subject to market conditions now if we remember i think we talked about this or it was definitely in one of the um james atwood updates jlr were looking for help financial help from the government using um the, the COVID situation as the reason why they they felt they needed it specifically mm-hmm. and, and felt they might have a chance of getting it. But JLR had been struggling previous to this anyway. Um so them them making this step to go electric I think probably a bit quicker than they they anticipated. Mm-hmm. Or hoped that they're just you know it's just they've been battered a bit from all sides because people weren't buying the the saloons and but they were enjoying the the SUVs. Mm -hmm. So what they're going to be doing as well is they are or what is presumed according to this Autocar article is that they're going to be installing or this is a great opportunity to install all the electric production line equipment they need
0: because remember the ipace is outsourced to steer isn't it uh, in austria
1: yes that's
0: right yeah so so whilst they have the tech and everything it it's not built by jlr they they subcontract it and I'm, so this is the first time they've installed their own ev production line
1: yeah but an, another another story slightly connected with this is that there are uh, ongoing discussions between jlr and is it byd i think it is the company in china about produ- uh, supplying the batteries for their vehicles
0: build your dreams
1: that will be interesting to see if that's uh, if that's what's actually going to take place, uh, battery supply wise.
0: I, I remember seeing the seeing BYD's at, at Geneva about ten. it uh, must have been two thousand and nine because it was the first time I went, and they still had all the badging in Chinese in the back, and they looked even worse than a sort of Deinubria type type setup. And then all of a sudden, there's this big, big change in just what you know what, what what Chinese cars are like over the last decade. Um, and it's just it's chalk and cheese i mean at the time you could sort of stand there look back look at the back of them and think i'm not sure those badges are straight and those <laughs> were the ones on the show you know those were the ones on the show stand was that kind of thing yeah and you you compare that to, to some of the stuff coming out of china now yeah anyway uh uk wise however when it comes to car production not so awesome job cuts planned across Aston Martin it's looking to to cut 500 jobs as part of a 10 million pound cost cutting program uh in the wake of coronavirus and of course remember uh, new management new everything in there yeah. so they'll be looking to 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 do their bit to slash and burn uh, and show how wonderful they are compared to previous previous managements because that's what happens when these things happen yeah. Bentley is looking to cut almost a quarter of its workforce. This was something that was meant to kick off in March. A plan called Beyond One Hundred, which intends to make Bentley a sector-defining, financially independent, and recession-proof business. Um, financially independent being an interesting one there, because then you think, hmm, Volkswagen are looking to spin them off or something.
1: Well, there's been it's been a couple of years that there's always mutterings. Mm. about Bentley's performance compared to the rest of the group, which to me always seems a little bit unfair. Yeah. It's like they just don't get it almost.
0: You know, they've gone from making, you know, from, from being in the red, according to the article, in 2018 to being £48 million pounds worth of profit in 2019. Uh, so let's see. There's lots of bits and pieces they're trying to do yeah they are kind of playing the right number of cars at the right price game, yes, as part of this in their description of how they're doing it so let's just let's just see it certainly doesn't seem to be that there's a lack of demand for the actual product, so maybe it's more a case of trying to make sure that the that the brand and the vehicles are the right- are the right ones you know they're they're making the right amount of money per vehicle
1: yeah i, I think also the which seems to be come it seems to be muttered more and more that there is an over, you know, we've discussed it many times, there is an oversupply of the market on all levels, and that's not sustainable.
0: If every time the economy sneezes, the car industry has to go running for a scrappage, scream and handouts, there's something wrong with the car industry. And I yeah. say that not as someone who's anti-car, as you can possibly tell by the fact we have this podcast.
1: I don't know. It's only 334 episodes. They might not be getting the right
0: idea I know. about us. <laughs> right. But you know, seriously, as if, if my, if I put you know, a uh, business consultant hat on, it's like, well, there's a bit of a problem here, lads, mm. and something needs to happen to make the automotive industry sustainable. And I know it's not yeah. just the car manufacturers; it has to go to all the say the first and second tier suppliers as well. And so, so yeah, and that,
1: dealerships that and all sorts. It's the whole. It's the whole
0: dealerships gamut. as well. Because I'm about to talk about Lookers Group, who yeah. are intending on planning about fifteen, uh, cutting about fifteen hundred jobs and closing twelve dealerships. Pretty serious. They have a hundred and sixty-four dealerships. These big dealership groups, they go for the um, pile them high approach. And yes. I, I don't know. I just don't get it. I, I try and. How bad is this? I try and avoid big dealership groups when it comes to buying cars. Yeah. I will. Uh, I tend to go with independents as much as I possibly can. But just, just, just generally better.
1: Well, that's not the only problem for Lookers as well. As we've discussed oh, last year, is they uh, had, uh, and and this is one of the reasons, it's not often we talk about dealership groups in, in the Motoring podcast, but Lookers got a special shout out because last year it was uh, announced they had financial irregularities and they were being investigated. They had an auditor appointed from Deloitte and they were supposed to be releasing their delayed uh, financial results at the end of this month, June 2020, for last year. Uh, And now it transpires that they've had a quick look at it and gone, oops, we can't do that now, when they've had the final report submitted to them. And Deloitte have said, "Uh, we're off.
0: (laughs) When Deloitte give up on you, it's quite bad, just just generally folks if if Deloitte give up on you it, it it's quite bad, but they've also got Grant Thornton in uh, investigating some financial uh, irregularities in certain parts of the group, uh, yep. as well, so there's lots going on at Lucas this is this is not pure covid um this has been simmering away for quite a long time absolutely so- anyway, photo card driving licenses, Andrew.
1: yes, the news that the dVLA is going to grant a seven month photocard driving licence extension all due to the uh, issues we're currently living through so that is for photocards that expire between the 1st of february and the 31st of august 2020 so they they are automatically going to apply this extension and the motorist will be given a further 7 months from the original date of expiry to sort it out because the dvla doesn't want post i don't think at the minute everything needs to be done electronically with them
0: think the dvla is just the dvla really
1: yeah and how many people can go into the office and all these other things so uh, yeah it's it's like every every it's it's business the dvla and, and it, everyone they're usually pretty good
0: they're getting way better than they used to be they really yeah. are and and they're actually yeah yeah but they used to be a byword for inefficiency and general uselessness oh, even yeah, within can, the even within the government
1: you'd lose days on hold to them previously mm. and uh, yeah. so so uh, that's a, a little bit of relief to anyone who was worried uh, about their um about their driving license expiring
0: 2025 for mine sadly so that doesn't count um so far, it- <laughs> so far. <laughs> <laughs> um next up uh it has been boardroom shuffle At Volkswagen uh, this week, they have appointed a chap called Ralph Brandstatter as the brand CEO. Uh, He replaces Herbert Dice uh, in that role. Dice continues as the group CEO. And yeah, which has thwarted a whole bunch of rumors. There were lots of rumors earlier in the week. And then this is kind of sorted out because there was there was lots of talk that Dice was for the chop completely. But no, no, no. It's so that he can he has greater leeway for his tasks as group CEO, uh, according to Volkswagen. Mm. Mm. Dice worked his way up from being a shop fitter at the uh, Volkswagen plant in Braunschweig and studied industrial engineering. Uh, and then worked his way up to become an assistant to the board of management so he's been in he's also worked in metal procurement for components and project manager for new new vehicles uh, he also headed up procurement and purchasing at Seat as ever is Volkswagen plucking people from well outside the group oh no wait no no, no. yeah me.
1: and 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 women as well mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of females females on the executive board
0: it's <laughs> It's German industry, mate. There is there is a limit, you know. Let's let's not get our expectations too high when it comes to when it comes at to all. large German companies.
1: <laughs> you mean too and, high? Um,
0: well, not, yes, even, I not
1: even at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can't. I'm
1: I, I. There was a there was a lot of rumours about this that, as you said, that Dice was for the chop completely. I wonder are we beginning, and this is pure speculation, but are we beginning to see a few cracks in the in the Volkswagen group because it it's got they've got to be under a lot of stress and pressure at the minute.
0: The rumor of course, is that there's trouble with the software and some of the systems in the i d three that's oh, yeah. that's the kind of big v w rumor and the i d three is so important because it's like the mass produced ev which everyone is waiting for you know the, the germany the, the scrappage schemes if you go electric and if and all these things and the volkswagen to have any volume in that market at all have to have the id3 it is yep. absolutely critical so if there are issues with the id3 heads will ro- heads will roll
1: I'm always worried when you hear the super high ups saying, yeah, the software's fine. It's coming along perfectly. And it's you like should think, you
0: shouldn't know what the software is like.
1: You don't know about that. I'm it's not that not I'm worried that. You're not but you quite, know what I mean? You you're not I mean. I... quite
0: right there in this thing because, you know, there's a, there's a long history of people working their way up from the ranks in the in, in, yeah, in German industry. So, so they, they may well know about that. Okay. I, I, I've been caught out in that way before but what is worrying that is in this context you shouldn't know about it yeah to me it's like you you shouldn't have to care about the software in your vehicles uh if you do care about the software in your vehicles and you're openly saying that you something's up that you know about it yes sorry there's lots of consultant hat on tonight yeah hmm But it, it's true, though they should be making strategic decisions about the way forward, and not caring about uh, joking. My industry is the colour of the metro association. You know that that doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: right. Uh, I'm going to move us on now to an investigation stroke research into understanding how the austerity cuts have affected policing in the last decade. Because we've said it many times ourselves on here. The the appalling way people drive on the roads is is purely down to the fact there are less police on the roads. It's got it's that. And we've we've said it.
0: Fewer police. Sorry, someone will call you up on it. They can. I shall ignore them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So there are um, there are reduced numbers of police on the roads. and we've said it but it's all anecdote isn't it somebody's but they've they've actually it has been um looked into properly and this is from the
0: um it's the parliamentary the parliamentary advisory council for transport safety
1: they they did research into it and they've looked into things like what 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 is the state of road safety and road policing what conclusions they can come to looking at how numbers have changed uh when it comes to accidents types of accidents sorry incidents and mm-hmm. collisions sorry I'm not trying to be funny there but we did have that pointed out to us a couple of weeks ago uh, and and all that sort of stuff and, and is there any correlation with this it, you know are the ideas that because the the numbers have been reduced on the road and there's less visibility is that actually having an impact and all the rest of it and it, it turns out that it's it's great to know gratifying in fact that uh, we were correct in our thoughts and opinions on this that if you do have fewer visible on the roads then uh, there is a correlation to uh, an increase in accidents so there's a going to be the actual PDF report, that's going to be in the show notes that you can read through yourself. It's actually it's not a it's not a long read, and you can skip through to relevant uh, parts of it. And it, it's actually quite interesting what they come up with. But there's also an article on Autocar that uh, talks about this as well. And it's, it's essentially it's just very clear that because of the cutbacks, there has there has been a boost in the offences of the fatal four in, mm-hmm. in those numbers, and they. They are calling strongly that this needs to be rectified and changed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm in Northamptonshire, obviously, and and here the the road traffic safety, the road safety part, uh, have a very active and interactive Twitter account. And of course, we've got a number of motorways that go through, primarily the M1. You quite often see, you know, they've tweeted, well, we stopped this because it had lights out, and then we found this, 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 and this. And you think you wouldn't have got any of that if you hadn't been, you know, if it hadn't been a police car with people in it.
1: Yeah, camera's only going to pick up one thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it it has a knock-on effect.
1: And a camera is generally there just for the speed. Well. yeah
0: ab- absolutely uh and it it's you know it's stuff like loose wo- loose or non-existent wheel nuts it's just like the craziest pieces of loading that that scare the willies out of me because yeah. i can study these things and you just look and you think thank i'm so glad somebody has pulled that over for being just lethal potentially lethal if the slightest thing goes wrong
1: hopefully the government I mean because it there's going to be pressure on all the public purses that there already is but yes. there really is going to be moving forward and we've seen during lockdown how there's been uh, the number of people that have have uh, sped and to the speed mm-hmm. they've gone to as well it's not it's not just that they've they've gone five or ten mile an hour over a speed limit which is which is bad but it's you know, we're hundred mile an hour plus stuff yeah. because the road's a bit quieter, I can do it. And you sort of think, No, you can't. You do not have the skill for that.
0: Well you just don't know what's ahead. And of I don't
1: you. want you on the road, potentially with me, because I don't yeah. trust you.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. It's it's you need you need the people out there and that's that's that really. Yep.
1: Hmm. Absolutely
0: uh honda next gosh we're fairly doing the tour aren't we tonight we are. uh honda is having a really tough time of it right now there is a cyber attack cyber attack has uh taken place on the honda network it's assumed it's it's impacting production systems. People don't know if it's ransomware or not. Although people are saying it probably is, but then you don't really know because there's people just who like their names in the newspapers and their company names in the newspapers. Uh, so let's just see. But they're having a rough time of it uh, with that. This is not unprecedented. It does happen. Uh, it's just this one seems to when it's relatively quiet news-wise. This one seems to have hit the headlines uh, a little more heavily. Uh, than they normally do and it's not just taking it's well this is production systems outside of japan so i'm sure some of our listeners know far far more about this kind of stuff than than either of us in fact i know some of our listeners know far far more about this than either of us so so yes we will I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll end up with with commentary um via our, our various channels on this but yes uh honda not really producing any cars outside of japan right at the moment i have seen it before, by the way, where yes. the, the challenge for Honda is how quickly they can identify the root of the issue and shut that down, and it all depends on whether or not they know what they've got hosted where and what servers and which data centres, etc. Yep. Call me, I can send you a link to a fantastic YouTube video.
1: So some slightly more positive news, and that is that the London Concourse event is apparently set for August the 19th and 20th, having been given formal approval. This will be, I think... The first, or one of, is going to be one of the first major events in the UK yeah, that, since. Yeah, th- that's
0: what they're saying. Yes, yeah.
1: Yes. Obviously, I am presuming there is going to be certain rules about distances and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera yeah. Going on, uh,
0: it's going to be a tough one. I mean, it takes place at the Honourable Artillery Company's headquarters in uh, in the centre of the city of London. Ah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's it's but they're they're doing lots of stuff. Their their website explains. Outlines loosely some of the precautions uh, that, that, that they're putting in place. So we shall see.
1: Well, fingers crossed, the event happens.
0: Exactly. It Might not be very easy to get a ticket, though. But they have negotiated a special rate for parking close to the event.
1: I was going to say, do you don't forget to add your extra fifteen quid to drive yeah, in there. Yeah,
0: plus your plus your fifteen <laughs> plus your fifteen your fifteen quid uh, Mayor of London tax,
1: or take your bicycle.
0: Yeah, or something. <laughs> anyway that's a, a certain portion of the way through the show so this is the point where we remind you that our patron is on pause until the start of next month. But if you feel they have the cash burning a pole in your pocket, then please donate the amount you would have given us to a relevant charity. If you're stuck and you can't think of a charity relevant to you straight off the top of your your head, then we recommend the Mission Motorsport COVID-19 Response Fund. Mission Motorsport is trying to put in place the framework they need to support their beneficiaries remotely and to enable the community and camaraderie that they foster are so well in person to take place online there's a link in our show notes that you can use to find out more and to donate
1: yes please do if you can right formula e then alan
0: announcement today yesterday uh where pascal verlein is set to race for the porsche formula e team next season and that actually means that he has left mahindra with immediate effect so, supposedly, there have been quite a lot of talks between the ex Formula One driver and Porsche, leading to this recent agreement. He's expected to take over from the former Le Mans winner, uh, Neil Jani, who has, you know, who hasn't made a single point in the, since the start of his first uh, full Formula E campaign this year. Not that there was much in there to be honest, but, um, but no, that's what seems to be happening. So I don't know if he's, le- nobody seems to really know if he's leaving Porsche with immediate effect, but imagine that he'll he'll stay on till the end of the season and, and complete whatever contract they've got before Pascal Verlein joins them next year.
1: I think one of the other uh, attractive points for Verlein is the, potential opportunity to do some endurance racing for porsche as well
0: yes that has to be a fairly mighty carrot to be perfectly honest
1: i think something that's really struck me is the way that these drivers flip between the different series Mm that the the, the, you know obviously the really good ones are able to do that and you know one one week they're driving a an lmp1 and then that or a or a gt3 or something or a mm-hmm. gte and then the next week they're they're in the electric formula e car i used to going the to be able to switch between those modes is incredibly impressive
0: yes yes exactly and that really yeah that really is the case because le mans is totally different in fact you it's harder to think of more polar opposites than Mans, than the Formula E on short courses and short races compared to, to you Mans. Know,
1: 24 hour in a Porsche 911.
0: <laughs> it's just... Yeah. On mass, on massive circuits like the, like the ring and like Le Mans yeah. and the SARS circuit and stuff. And it, it it's nuts. But Porsche of course has with, uh, announced its withdrawal from the IMSA Sports Car Championship in in North America as well. So yeah. um, and
1: on that front, Bentley M Sport announced their withdrawing
0: from um, IMSA as well. Uh,
1: I think from all. Um, wow. Uh, WEC type events, I think. Gosh. But I'm not surprised that if this, that may well be part of Bentley's money saving. Uh possibly. Because motorsport is one of the first things to get rid of. If you're asking people who build cars to suddenly right, are you going to take redundancy? When we talked about this when the VW group went through this mm. whole hand wringing thing where they they wouldn't have competing vehicles or competing brands in the same race series, would they?
0: Yeah. Although no, the only exception that remains way. is the only exception that remains is Porsche and uh Porsche and Audi in uh in uh well, Porsche is kind of linked, so strongly linked with racing anyway that it works. But, but you can understand it when it comes to Bentley, I guess, because when you think of Bentley, I, I don't think of race cars, Obviously,
1: and I know I that there's a
0: racing heritage there. They, with,
1: won, they won the uh, they won the the last race at Bathurst.
0: Yeah, That's it's true, so. but it just it's not the first thing that pops into my mind, and I would okay. And I don't want to group myself with Bentley buyers and owners here, but but I, I can imagine that that's that's the case there as well. Mm. And it's not there isn't. I mean, think of the blower Bentleys and stuff; they're built to win Le Mans and things. So
1: yeah, yeah. So I, I hope I hope motorsport can still be thought of as relevant to the manufacturers, and it isn't just going to be private teams doing this. That they do get actual. OEM backing yeah. for for the various series, but right moving on to uh, the other race series. We
0: segues <laughs> nicely into WRC. Yeah,
1: yes, uh, and it's the sad news that Finland, New Zealand, and as of today, uh, GB or Wales is all of those all three of those events are now going to be cancelled for twenty twenty thanks to the COVID nineteen outbreak. The Rally GB, it was expected that that would be announced. So they were just waiting for when that was going to be said. Um, mm-hmm. And it was hoped that Finland and New Zealand could happen, but just that it just can't, it just can't happen because nice. of travel and isolation and all these other uh, things that understandably have to take place now. If you the, go the, in and out of countries,
0: the sheer logistics of getting drivers and teams yeah. around the world is, is, you know, it's not so bad. You can have two sets of cars and have one lot on a, container on a boat and whatever else but the drives and the teams have to have to be there and that's that's where it's really tricky
1: yep so that's the sad news on that
0: total pain more event announcements revs restored so the other week i talked about the revs limited sort of online car festival show thing which was organized by adam Gompart. who is i have now forgotten his i i never can never remember his twitter handle and he's brilliant he's a former car designer uh he's the essentially the chaplain to Bista heritage he's he's really quite an inspirational chap and he's organized a a second one because the first one was such a success but what's great is that it's you, you do kind of have to be on on facebook for it but there's really good chats from people uh there's virtual workshop tours there's contributors uh confirmed for this time it's like aston martin works drew pritchard fuzz townsend jimmy deville mike brewer peter stevens again and of course paul Cowland because
1: tv's paul Cowland.
0: tv's paul Cowland. who did a great he gave us a really good tour of of his uh workshop
1: that Twitter handle by the way is revs event and
0: art. Yes, I knew it had changed slightly and that's why I can never remember it. So, yes, do if you're going to be around you, what's great is they publish they publish a timetable of who's going to be streaming when and then you can just pop in and out to to see stuff that that interests you and people share pictures of their cars and their, their projects and all sorts of things. Lots yep. of things. <laughs>
1: well i hope i hope everybody thoroughly enjoys that it it sounds a great idea and and well executed
0: yes it, so it well, is it, it it's yeah lots of lots of and background goes into that a lot of time read andrew
1: yeah and th- this is a, a downloadable pdf from a Spacesuit media now i've spoken to shiv gohill uh, on rear view. it was a brilliant chat but part of the collective that they they are and it's a fascinating I do thoroughly recommend you go and listen to that episode because it's a it's a really fascinating way that they they have gone about and approached the photography side of things uh, and the media uh, as well as producing films uh, on certain projects too but they've created a, a pdf for us to read through and it's it's actually got a really nice mix of stories and information and just thought-provoking articles
0: it's in the style of some of the other the other little magazines that have come out over this over this period so it's it's a lot like it's a lot like the the ratchet mm-hmm. the, the the little the little one from from mikey harvey and co uh that's they're now working on the next edition of the the, the magazine proper but but this but airlock fills that gap really nicely if you're looking for a beautifully produced little printer home pdf type setup yeah in uh, there lots of stuff about extreme e formula e these these kind of things uh, lots of e tech but in a sort of classic magazine format yeah it's produced by Nemi Panther as well
1: yes so uh, I do thoroughly recommend you go through and read that. You, you, I am sure you will find at least one or two things that you would be interested in reading. All right, list of the week.
0: List of the week this week is nine car museums to visit from the comfort of your sofa. So I think it's great. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice mix of... Well, I love car museums. Nice mix uh, uh, of stuff in there. Do you have one that you're going to pick out from here, Andrew? Honda yeah it's the hardest one to get to, isn't it? the
1: Honda one definitely I mean they're all they're all fabulous that they've they've chosen, and we're not gonna run through the list because we know that annoys some of you but yes. we're not, we're not gonna go through the list, but they are all all superb places to go visit and definitely now are on a list of when we're allowed out again
0: <laughs> in addition to those, I would also add of course the Schlumpf collection in Maloo's and there is of course a special edition all about that with somebody running around breathlessly uh, waffling uh, his way through it uh, which you can get to uh, via uh, via your podcatchers or if you go to the special editions uh, page on our website it might be easier to just scroll back a little bit to a little bit earlier in the year and listen to me about that whenever I I visited instead of going to the Geneva Motor Show yep and
1: finally yes well, this this is a heartwarming tale of a stranger going to help for for no no reason but the goodness of their heart going to help try and save somebody else's car, not just any old car either, a Mazda RX-7 that has had a little bit of work done to it. It's lovely. Yes, it's not it's not exactly stock, but it it's actually quite well done. I'm, I am I'm very envious of it. It's
0: lovely. Stop it. <laughs>
1: Very envious of it. And what happened was in um, in the tropical storm, Cristobal came through Mississippi and it was flooding a car park it was in and chap Austin Owens saw these pictures and went, right, we're going to have to go down there and help out and see if we can save this car because for crying out loud, it's an RX7. They're rare and it's a beautiful car. And I'm not letting that, not letting it get flooded out because the car park they were in was that the car was in was being flooded because it was on mm-hmm. the bottom floor. They went and picked up some, we call them breeze blocks, uh, with yeah. cinder blocks, uh, and threw them in the back of a Ford Bronco and basically waded their way there to find the owner uh, was helping to get a Ferrari on the back of a flatbed to get that out. Um, so they, they jacked it up slightly anyway, and then they came, they came in and got it well off the ground away from the floodwater, and pretty much saved the car
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and
1: that's that's ace well
0: done yeah there was no onus on the chap to do it there was no really any of these to, to 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 do or to help um he just he just decided that that's what he was going to do the irony being that the owner had parked the parked the rx7 there because it was undercover cover. <laughs> To keep the rain out of it, because it's just had a whole load of work done, but the door seals and stuff are all a bit... They are on order, so if it rains, water gets in right at the minute, and he's just had all the interior and all the paint and everything done, so he didn't want it getting full of water, so he parked it in there to try and keep it dry. Very lucky. And a lovely-looking car, by the way. So that one that one was from Jalopnik, wasn't it?
1: Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So. Uh,
0: parish Notes. There'll be no special edition this week, but you've just had two in quick succession. So last week I spoke to Damian Taylor Lane of the Association of Heritage Engineers. Mm-hmm. And he told us all about that and the background behind it and why it's how it started and what it's aiming to do and and stuff. So that was a really, well, I thought it was a really interesting. Thirty five minutes there. Week before, of course, Adam Don Francesco, the one of the, the chief engineer at R uh, Reforge, talking about the Aston Martin Vantage V12 Zagato Heritage twins, which were named by Andrew, or something. <laughs> uh, what else have I been up to? Zoom Zoomers Monday evenings at eight o'clock. Uh, you can go to YouTube and you can you can see that again if you didn't watch the live stream. Uh, this week there was all the usual fun and joy and quizzes where i got the lowest score of anyone and also said
1: f1 quiz was it
0: it's a bit of both oh now. okay they've expanded to make it a now, little bit they? fairer yeah but i still only got two out of six I guess beaten by a nine-year-old once again
1: no it's claimed i don't believe neil i think he i think he goes through uh incredibly awkward and difficult questions for f1.com and selects them
0: <laughs> he acts like he he's like it's really wasn't me i promise and i did yeah. check to make sure that was the right answer because it seemed yeah, a bit obscure his nose grows when he says that yeah, I see it, you yeah can he's see that kind the of video. person Uh, But the other thing we started this week was the Car Users Manufacturer Tournament Brackets with Internet Trophy, uh, which is a way of finding the number one car manufacturer voted for by you, Twitter followers. Uh, If you want to find posts about that, then the hashtag is hashtag ComeTwit, C-U-M-T-W-I-T. I
1: I think some people have been in (laughs) lockdown too long
0: yeah blame da- blame damien for that you can blame damien for most stuff there people want to listen to rear view because they haven't had enough of us giggling about that hashtag or or listening to special editions with interesting people about interesting stuff
1: yeah well i I'd, I'd suggest this time uh, episode six sixty, 60 even if i could speak episode 60 uh, which is vicky parrot who is the editor of the I can't remember the name of the magazine now, but it's the offshoot from what car for the electric only vehicles is it? Uh, oh, I can't remember the name. I, I was going to say the other fully electric brand, but I wasn't going to mention that. No, not them, not them, but yeah, no, it's, it, but it is, it's is—it's really great. It was it was wonderful to talk to Vicky that and she gave it so much time to just chat away. And she's a fascinating person and she really knows her cars and
0: loves cars. She, she's a total pro and a really nice person and great company as well. Yep. Uh, I think that covers all our self-pimpage for mm-hmm. the week. I feel slightly dirty now, but not dirty enough to not do it again next week.
1: The feeling will have worn off by then. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. And if you want to get in touch with us between now and then, you can give us any feedback. Share your thoughts of the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget about supporting uh, a charity that's dear to you. Uh, And if you can't think of one of those, then of course, the Mission Motorsport COVID-19 fund links and stuff in the show notes. Uh, In the meantime, to support us, you can leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing andrew what's the best way to get in touch with you
1: best way to get in touch with me is via twitter if you search for crack windscreen you should find me there and alan if people would like to know more about how badly you did at the quiz what is the best way for them to find out directly
0: uh best way is of course via twitter where i'm at 8 Bradley. that's b-i-a-d-l-e-y we'll be back soon but until then i've been alan bradley Open under clues. And safe motoring.